0: Hey friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. So happy to be here with you today. Hey, the music in the background, it's from our good buddy, Mr. Drew Holcomb. He's still out on tour and that new Dragons album is still incredible. So make sure you see him if he is coming to a city near you and grab a copy of that album. Listen, today on the show, I tried to play it so cool, but if you grew up listening to Christian music like I did, then you know Jackie Velasquez and you loved her like I did. And today's show is with her, and I I am just excited about it. Her, she has a new book, actually, that's just coming out called When God Rescripts Your Life. I think you are really going to enjoy it, and just enjoy hearing this conversation from someone who's been doing the faith thing for a real long time. Just think the world of her. I can't believe I got to meet her, and we got to sit down and chat. It was just really fun. I think you're going to enjoy it. So here's my conversation with Jackie Velasquez. Get ready. Now I hit record, Jackie. Okay, okay, We're going. It is exciting that you'll forever be known as the first episode with the new equipment with our own stuff.
1: I know. It's so fun. I don't know how I looked out. Um,
0: well, I'm the lucky one. I was sitting at lunch with a friend and I was like, I need you to know that Jackie Velasquez is coming into my office this afternoon. And I I mean, you don't even know this, but we've been friends for 20 years because your music has been such a part of my life. <laughs> well, see, isn't that cool? Does like that how happen how a lot with together? like 35-year-old white girls who are like, I listen, yes,
1: yes I know. <laughs> but you know what's really cool <laughs> is the fact that I mean, okay, I'm 39. Yeah, same, same, I'm 39. Okay, well, the thing is, like, we grew up together. So it's Mm kind of like, um, had our first crushes, had our probably our first kiss, had our first boyfriends around the same time. Yeah. And just kind of like, we went through life together without knowing each other. Right. Which is how God is. Does it feel that way
0: to you, though? Like, when, when people come up to you at an airport and go, I sung Pray to my choir, with my choir in 2002 or something.
1: Okay. Now I'm going to stop you. Uh-oh. You're probably thinking of Rebecca St. James. No,
0: no, no. To um, Pray?
1: Hold on. That's Rebecca. No, your song is... Um, Just a Prayer Away is mine, is one of mine. On My Knees.
0: On My Knees. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. I knew
1: exactly what the song was. I didn't say the right. <laughs> now, I yeah.
0: Uh, yes. If I sang better, I would do the whole song for you right now.
1: <laughs> Please but do it. Um, Just do
0: it. It'd be so where enjoyed. I find the love that changes me. I... Love that song so much. Thank you. On my knees. That's it. It wasn't pray. I know that was a <laughs> but. Like, do people come up to you and still go like That's still on a on a Spotify playlist that I listen to.
1: Actually, they still do. It's which true. Is, is really um, actually it's humbling because you're yeah. going you're going wow. Because I think about the time that I sang that song. I actually recorded that song when I was fourteen.
0: Yeah, I was going to tell you ask you to tell mm-hmm. me about you when you sang that song.
1: My prayers were much different yeah. than they are now. Um, I don't think that I had really understood the level of what I was even singing about at 14, 15, and 16 because, well, I hadn't really gone through anything. So I was like praying more for like, maybe this guy will like me. yeah, Or, or, you know, um, I pray that I'm a good girl and that I don't disappoint people, all that stuff. But, you know, just how your prayers, what's cool is our prayers evolve, our prayers change but the one we're praying to never changes and never mm. i mean we change he never yeah, does so that's yeah. always that reminder for me but
0: man as a teenager cuz i was a christian teenager too and i think about my friends who are listening that that are, that are that age when i was praying i i mean when we were praying about stuff at 14 we
1: would we meant it. it for sure it's yeah. not that we're i'm not like demoting what we were no, praying no, no, no. about but it it the uh, when you look back you're going man it's so interesting how um how the t- our time frame and what's surrounding us, what's surrounding us is really like, it's our world. And yeah. that is the most important thing yep. that has ever happened. Yep. And it's when you grow up, you're going, wait, wow, man, I really did look good in those jeans. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> right. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Why was I saying that? Yes. Why was I doing t-
0: Man, do you, know? you think about that with your, I think about that all the time where I look back and I go, I see a picture of myself from that s- any season. And I go, what she thought was not true. Oh my
1: gosh! I can't even tell you how many times I've thought that. I I, I look back and I'm almost like ashamed, thinking mm. to myself, "What were you thinking, Jacqueline? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you you had it all messed up, but in that time, you couldn't have told her that it was it was messed up. And you
0: had so many professional pictures, pictures of you everywhere that you couldn't have any control over. And you're also 15. Yeah, you're 15, so
1: you look back and you're like, you're thinking, why why was I beating myself up? Why mm. why do you beat yourself up yes. so much? I wish I could go back to my 15-year-old self and go, okay, listen, Jack, this is the deal. Mm. This, 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 X, The, Y, Z, the, 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 don't worry, just trust. Wow. And don't try and DIY your mess-ups, if you will. Girl, talk about that. Um, why do we do that? Well, I think that we think that sometimes – well, God, you're not answering our prayer. You're not doing what I need you to do. So I'm just going to have to take this into my own hands. Mm-hmm. So so many times we we expect God to to give us the answer, one that we want. Yes. And two, to give us the answer within the time frame that we have decided is necessary. Mm-hmm. But that is not the way God works. I mean, ever. Ever. (laughs) Um, Ever. But I look back and I think to myself, I made a lot of choices probably because I thought that that's what people might have expected of me. Mm -hmm. But looking back, I'm thinking, no, I think you were just being a brat. So you made choices because you made a bad choice and then you tried to fix your bad choice on your own instead of allowing God to go, hey... You made a bad choice, mm-hmm. just like I would tell my kids, you made a bad choice. Mm-hmm. I want you to learn from this. Yeah. Now let's get back up. And now where are we gonna go? Wow. So in life, we won't make those DIY yeah. uh, fix my own yes. issues, yes. situations, which we just make it worse, honestly.
0: Right. Because it just feels like, but I'll tell you the thing I struggle with in prayer is it f- we're just jumping in by the I way. Know, I know, just right? going. I know, right? Go wing. I feel like I've known you like a 20 years. <laughs> It is true. It is not true. Um, my where I struggle with that is uh, a friend and I were talking about baptism the other day. Okay. And we were saying, well, you can't you can baptize yourself. I guess you can dunk yourself underwater. Okay. But really, when it comes to what God does and what humans do in that moment, it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. Someone helps you experience what God has for you. Yes. And so then the challenge is where in my life is God going, I need you to DIY that. And, huh. I need, and I, I'm asking, you're asking me to do this, and I'm going to do this, but I need you to also move you need to, do to that your other part. city. Yeah. You need to do your yeah, part. Yeah, I can't do my what What you're asking me to do until you obey what I've asked you to do.
1: Well, that's called walking in obedience. Ah, uh, sure. That's walking in obedience mm-hmm. and, and trusting that, okay, I'm praying, I'm seeking, I'm praying, I'm seeking. I'm doing my part. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm waiting for your whisper. I'm waiting for your voice. I haven't heard it yet. I'm not going to move until you tell me to move. That's called walking in obedience. And waiting, and knowing the difference between a God dream and a me dream. How do you know the difference? Well, well that's up to you and God. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're two different I'm, things. They're sorted they're, out. <laughs> they are two different things. Yes. A lot of times we see, oh, well, this is my calling. This is my calling. This is my dream. Mm-hmm. I know this is my calling. Yeah. Well, have you asked God if that's His calling for you? Yeah. Or is that your calling for you? That's your dream. Because so many times I've done that in my life, where I'm like. Oh, this is my dream. This is definitely where God is calling me. I'm gonna make this movie. And this is what I'm supposed to do because this is just, it's the right thing. I'm supposed to do this. Yeah. When in all actuality, I'm thinking, going back, wow, nah, I wasn't supposed to do that, God. Wow. That was my dream. Wow. What I thought was my calling. But mm-hmm. was that your calling for me? So, what would you do different? Would
0: you just ask before you jumped into
1: things? Well, I think I would seek wise counsel instead mm. of trusting that I know better all the time. Mm. Because, I mean, we're in the Bible. There's so many times. I mean, it's all throughout the Bible. It's seek wise counsel. Seek those that are older than you, that have gone through and walked through this. Yeah. Without, you know, Elisha and Elijah. I mean, they they sought counsel. They sought He sought from him. Mm-hmm. So you, you look back, and I think I look back at my life, I'm going, I was... I, I, I should have probably sought wise counsel mm-hmm. and then listened and waited for peace waited for that peace to fall right. and come over you because if, if it's God's will if it's truly God's will you won't question whether mm-hmm. you should or shouldn't mm-hmm. it wouldn't be kind of tormenting you inside whether mm-hmm. you're supposed to do this or not do this you will feel a total peace yes <sighs> now granted that's easier said than done <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Pastor Jackie will what? tell
0: you exactly what to do. No, but you're right. I mean, I think there is something—I had an experience yesterday—I can tell you about off mic—but I had an experience yesterday where I went like, the peace is the trick. I can feel a peace. I, this feels very mysterious to me. I don't know where this story's going, I'm, but I feel the peace. I feel peace. And so all I can do is trust God with the little piece of peace that I have. Yeah. And how do you—when you're in that moment, how do you identify peace— what does it feel like in your guts?
1: Um, okay, because of the way that I feel the. And do you know your God.
0: enneagram number, by the
1: way? Uh, four with oh. a, a wing three. Yeah, I love you so much. Okay, do great. you really?
0: Yes, a four with a three wing. Who's about to tell us how we feel? God is exactly what I'm about. <laughs>
1: I love that okay, so much. Well, on Myers Briggs, on Myers Briggs, I'm an INFP. Okay. Okay. So I don't know if yes. that makes sense. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, so the way I feel God is, I always picture. Well, I go. I picture, but then I feel. So yeah, I picture him just holding me and like like a newborn baby, mm. and just feeling that uh, up against the chest. And then I get this like beautiful glow of sensation, where the Holy Spirit just kind yeah. of kind of just consumes my whole body, and I get goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Yeah, it it, it just you just start feeling like this. Oh, so that's what you're saying? Yes. Okay, I feel peace because. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. He mm-hmm. brings us peace. He's our comfort. That's what he, was, that's what he said he was going to do. He sent him and that's what he's here for. So yes. when you can feel the Holy Spirit, however, you experience that because we all experience yeah. that in different ways. Yeah. And it's not one way is not wrong. One way is not right. It's, they're all different ways yeah, because we're different personality types in this world. So whenever I feel that kind of warmth and I feel that like, I feel a release and I feel the goosebumps kind of just roll over me, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. All right, I feel this peace. Mm-hmm. I know that even though this is a little scary for me, mm-hmm. I feel that you are in this, and I feel peace. Yes, because yeah. sometimes what you're asking for peace for, and the choice you're going to have to make is a hard choice. Right. It kind of, kind of just oh, you're going. Ah. Oh, yeah. Man, what people can't right see is you're thing. rubbing your, the very top yeah, of your chest. I'm rubbing my I'm the chest. same way. <laughs> I'm the same way.
0: That's what I mean. My, one of my old, one of my dearest friends always says. We Marco Polo a lot, and so we'll be talking Hmm. on video back and forth. And she'll say, "I know what God's doing when you when you rub your chest, yeah, because it's like you're massaging your own heart. Yeah, you're like you're doing that too. So that's where you feel His peace is right there. Yeah,
1: me too. That's interesting that you pointed that out. That makes
0: I love that your friend noticed that. That's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. she was. Yeah, and I I think that's so true. I feel like the Lord's peace just kind of feels like an exhale, and then I go like, oh, my heart is not scared. My situation may be scary or my yeah. brain may be spinning, but I can feel something deeper saying, you're all right. You're all right. You're all right. And so I just like and massage my little heart. And that feel
1: so good? Yes. When you go, okay, I can't see past this. Yeah. I don't know what the future holds. Yes. In fact, in the kitchen today, earlier… You know, before my extremely bad time management. Skills oh my gosh, you were here so on time! I don't. know. Well, you should have no, nothing to panic but, about. But I was going to be late had I gone home to change, change my shirt. From we my, are going to
0: talk about that. We're going to talk about the holy shirts because we both have them on. But not like holy.
1: I'm like writing, writing actual it down. Whole. Yes. That's right. <laughs> so you're uh, standing in the kitchen. Standing in the kitchen. I was going because I I'd finished a, a podcast this morning with a gentleman from Maryland. Yes. And so. Oh my gosh, you're just having a podcasty day, huh? Well, well. No, but I also did do laundry too. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And you stood in your kitchen doing something. I was, and I washed dishes yeah. and I put, and I loaded the dishwasher and I believe I started it before I left. So yeah. I got a lot done today. <laughs> um, so I was standing in the kitchen. I was like, okay, God. I said, because you know, I have this book coming out. I'm going. Yes. And I was talking out loud, like as if he was in the room, yeah. just going, oh, please, I hope, I hope my husband doesn't walk in right now. Yeah, He's yeah, going to yeah. be like, what are you saying? Um, <laughs> I was like, God, okay. I want you to do what you want to do with the book. Mm. I said, do I want Do I want it to do well? Yeah, yeah. The, the, that part of me does want it to do well. I said, but if it doesn't, I trust that you are in control mm. because you put this here, and if this book was for one person, if this podcast was for one person, yeah. and walking in obedience, that is okay by me. Yeah, that's Which, right. Which, you know, as a human being, we're walking yes. through this world, we're like... Come on, we got I mean, your podcast you're going. Like, it's got I want it's yeah. What I do.
0: So so have you determined what success will look like for you when the book comes out? Have you said like here's the number that feels like
1: success or here's so that if you hit it, will you know? You, you know what's interesting? Actually, there's no number. You know what's it's interesting. not a number for you. No. Okay. What's interesting to me so far is I've gotten like on Facebook and on um Instagram. I have these mothers that text or that you know that that message me and they say I have a child with autism too
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm like, huh, I always respond to them because yeah. I'm going so well, how would how old's your child yeah boy or girl yeah and what is it like now? yeah how did that change you because to me actually that's been probably the measure of success is yes. is just touching that that um, touching the people that have felt like they're islands yes Oh. That is a beautiful phrase. If
0: And I mean, as much as you prayed that today, I just want to say to you, it sounds
1: like it's done it. I've seen it just in, in like messages. Yes. So I'm going okay. Yeah. I mean the book isn't even out. So right. If that's God, if God, that's what you're doing. If that's what this is for, for people not to feel like islands. Yes.
0: Then. So are the people okay. responding to you now, people who are on your launch team, or people who are getting advanced reader copies. Sometimes launch team, but sometimes just
1: just on Instagram. Just, just from what you're writing on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. And how that means old a is lot. your child with autism? Uh, my oldest son, his name is Zealand, like New Zealand. Yes. Um, oh, cool. Zealand. Uh, he's eleven. Okay. And then I have a little one who's I call him the baby. Yes. But he's only fourteen and a half months younger. Yeah. His <laughs> name is Soren, as in Soren okay. Kierkegaard. Yes. He was well named done. after Soren Kierkegaard. Um. So a uh, Zealand is eleven, and he is on the spectrum. He's also attention deficit hyperactive disorder. Okay. Which you know. I mean to me he's totally normal, but yeah. he's so not normal. Mm-hmm. Um he's not neurotypical, if you will. Okay. Um that's with the that's the uh politically politically correct phrase. Yeah. But um I uh I think that Zealand. Uh, well with Zealand, when when he was born, he was like the easiest baby of all time. I could have had like twelve of him. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like, I could, my husband and I could still go to restaurants and like go eat sushi. And he would yeah. just sit in his, you know, in his seat and just be happy looking at the lights and yeah. never cry. He was just awesome baby. Yeah. And it was your first baby. So you're like, this, yes. is, this is
0: the, I got greatest. this motherhood thing down. <laughs> yes, I'm yeah, so totally. good
1: at this. I'm being the best mother ever. Right, right, right. And then baby number two comes around. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I could, thank God Zealand was born first because had Soren been born, been born first, he would have been an only child, because wow. he was—he cried all the time. Really? <laughs> like his nickname was "Crying all the time." Come on, so quiet crying all the time, <laughs> um, and so he, he and he's you know neurotypical, but it's interesting. So as Zeeland got older, he was about 19 months old, and we started noticing that he wasn't like hitting or meeting the milestones that you know other kids. Like his age bracket. His how would you know? Like at the playground or at the doctor's office? Or how did you know? Well, actually, sometimes playground. But sometimes uh, it was playground. Sometimes it was play dates. But it was mostly – I used to get those emails from like uh, – when you when you get married, when you have yes. your kids and stuff, yes, you'll yes, get yes. this. You sign up to Baby Center. Okay. And they send you, this week, this month, your child should be blah, blah, blah. Wow. And so I was like, hmm. Yeah, the, he's not doing that. Hmm. Wow. He's not – putting together words. Hmm. He's really not saying words. So he could hum and he would hum and hum, but he, he wouldn't say anything. He would just kind of just stay quiet. So 19 months old, we're like, okay. And being an INFP and a four. Yes. I I prefer to bury my head uh-huh. in the sand. I don't really like confrontation sure. or to confront stuff. I'm sure. just, uh, I'll pretend it's not there. Yeah, We'll just keep going. On. We'll go. Yeah. But he, I couldn't do that with my kid. Sure. So, we got him tested um, early intervention, came to our house, and they tested him. And they were like, well, you know, he's got a devel- pervasive developmental delay. And I was like, oh, he just hasn't caught up. That's great. That's sure. fine. Yeah. So pervasive developmental delay. I can deal with that. We can keep going. So we got him occupational therapy, speech therapy, uh, all through private therapy because our insurance didn't cover it. So we just paid for oh my it privately. Gosh. But it was okay. Anything. You'll do anything for your kids. Right. So... It came time for kindergarten. So kindergarten rolled around and I learned all these new words I'd never heard before. The word IEP. Yes. Individualized Educational Program. Yeah. I was like, okay. So I sat in this office and there were all these people and they rolled out the red carpet. It was like perfect. My kid was going to have every opportunity and he was just delayed. And y'all lived here. So uh, this yes, was like in lived... a public school here in yeah, town. Public yeah, public school. Yeah, Public school. I paid my taxes a long time. I figured might as <laughs> well get use of them. That's right. That's right. So um, so it was amazing. Surely he was going to catch up. He was going to catch up. Second grade rolled around. End of the year, second grade. Had to have a, another IP meeting. And so they got together with the pediatrician and the different counselors and the psychologists and the ca- just everybody. Principal, vice principal, now parents, you know, we're all in this big giant uh, conference room. So they go, okay, we talked to the pediatrician and, and Zealand's autistic. And I'm like, huh? Right. Um, yeah, the word was thrown around, but he was just pervasive developmental delay, mm-hmm. like on the road to catch up. Yeah. Autism, what I've heard the word. Don't know what that even means. Mm-hmm. So I bawled. Yeah, in that room, I uh, it broke me in like a billion pieces. And I remember, I I had to go through a mourning period. I had to go through a mourning period, yeah. mourning the dreams I had for my kid, mourning the dreams that I had prayed for him when he was in my belly. Um, and I and I was mad at God for yeah. a long time. I mean, well, six months. That's a long time. That's a, yeah. I remember um, I would be – I'd lay in bed and I'd go, how can you do this, God? Yes. I would say, that is not fair. This is not fair. Mm-hmm. I have – been traveling and singing and singing music for you about you Girl, in ministry since I've I was nine years for you. old. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And so has my husband. And in mm. ministry, ministry requires communication. So why in the world would you give me a child that can't communicate? Mm. This is not right. Yeah. And I was mad. I talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. And after that whole thing, you know what I realized? He didn't say anything. He let me get it all out. Yeah. He let me be mad at him. He let me be angry. He let me yell. He let me cry. He let me ask the questions, why me, why me, why me? And after all of that, I asked the right question.
0: Hmm.
1: Why not me? Gosh. Why not me? Maybe God saw something in me that I couldn't see in myself. He saw a fighter. He saw someone who was brave someone who was not willing to back down and do whatever I had to do to get my kid help. Yeah. So all the things you can't see in yourself sometimes, just, right. just understand that sometimes the test, God is testing you because he sees something new you can't see in yourself. Yeah, that's
0: right. And he's telling a story that you don't know. You don't know. Why not me? That is a that is a profound question. Yeah. When you switch that narrative, no matter what it is, the suffering, the the unanswered prayers, the things going differently, you thought, why not me? Why not? What does he know that I don't know? Why 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 wouldn't he gift me this? Yeah. Cuz now, would you say Zeeland has been more are there gifts in this that you couldn't have predicted at as a kindergartner?
1: Absolutely. I think that there has been I mean Zeeland's taught me so much more than I will ever teach him. Does he communicate vocally at all? Does he talk? He, he does he does speak, but Zeeland has this he scripts. So, uh if he can want Okay, he does have superpowers too. Okay, good. Um his one of his first his major superpower, yeah. which I think that we can all agree with, yeah. is he doesn't care what people think about, yes. about him. Yes, He doesn't care what people think about him. Yeah, Like that is a superpower. Yes. Uh, his other superpower is his pitch reference. He's got this beautiful ability for pitch. Like he can hear a song in a key and go back and sing it in the same key. And he's got beautiful pitch when he sings. His other superpower is also a scary thing too, but he doesn't lack. He, he lacks the ability for fear, mm. so the same thing that in the brain that would happen like you're on a you're on a really high roller coaster and it's super scary, and you're like, oh my god, Jesus, please forgive me for all my wrongdoing. This is really bad. <laughs> is, why was I? Why am I doing this? Right. He goes, wow. <laughs> he is not scared, but I it's that it. same thing. He will walk into a, a moving car. Because he doesn't have right. a fear. Okay. So it's it's a it's a double edged mm-hmm. sword. So mm-hmm. um so there's that part. But the thing that Zeeland has taught me is compassion. He's taught me that everyone has a story. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you can look at somebody who looks like, oh, you have it all together. Look, I mean surely you have nothing like I have. My my world is rough. Yeah. But you, you, you've never experienced a hard day in your life. Mm-hmm. Well, People probably thought that about me, Yeah, but they don't know that there are nights that I go to bed and I pray and I ask God if he could just let me live to be 130 so that I can outlive my son, so that I can Mm. take care of him. Yeah. When, of course, that's not going to happen. I mean, I don't put anything past God, but what I'm saying is, you know, that's one of my prayers. I'm like, God, please, I don't, I want to be here to make sure... He's okay. Mm-hmm. And then the other prayers, I'm going, God, I really want my son to have a full life. I want him to fall in love. I want him to have kids. He he should. He's yeah. yours. Yeah. So so he's taught that's what Zeeland's love and his life has taught. I believe all of us. Yeah. has taught us the um to have compassion and to understand yeah. that everybody has a story and everyone's road is different. And tougher in some ways and tougher in other ways, but it's their journey and God is always writing our story.
0: Yeah. What have you learned about your husband watching him father Zealand?
1: Man. <laughs> okay, so uh, my husband has, he's probably, okay. I'm not sure what he'd be on Enneagram. I'm not sure if it's the eight or is that he? Basically, like the in-charge person, like yeah, the commander? Yeah, an eight. Yeah. Okay. Challenger, yeah. Yeah. So my husband on Myers-Briggs is ENTJ. Oh, yeah. My yeah. guy. Come uh, on. Yeah. yeah. I'm a Let- seven with a real strong eight wing, so. Yeah. yeah. So he is ENTJ super strong. Yep. So um, he has broken down so much mm. in regards to Zealand, in regards to both our boys, his ability to – he nat- he doesn't naturally have patience. But God has taught him patience, Yes. a lot of patience, yeah, with our boys because they mo- Zealand probably moves slower than your husband in some and ways, and it moves slower. faster mm. in some ways too. Where he's like, Zealand, we're not done with this. Yeah. Zealand's like, finished. He's like, I'm done, and he's like, No, right. Zealand, we got to finish this. So it's it's really it's really interesting to watch him father because he's such a great dad, mm-hmm. and so but recently, <gasps> so <laughs> recently. Uh, Zealand being 11, he's going to be 12 now in November. Yeah. He's going to be so 12 in November. So a sixth grader? He just went into middle okay. school. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he's got a locker and everything. <laughs> it's so crazy. I'm like, I always wanted to have a locker, but I was yeah. homeschooled and traveling, so I right, didn't have a locker. So right. I'm going, you get to have a locker. Yeah. I mean, do we decorate it? What do we do? And Nick's like, no, he's a boy. Oh. You
0: never had a, you never went to school?
1: No, no. I started traveling when I was nine. Yes. So I was homeschooled in the back of the car. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So okay. I never- did that stuff? So right. Like I always like. I always I like romanticize the whole thing. Yeah, like it was right. like middle school. What's that like? Yeah. yeah high yeah. school. Oh my god, prom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I seen all the movies. Things. It's just like it. It's, it's not. That's, that's what my husband says, and I'm <laughs> yeah. like, come on, tell me stories. For like one
0: girl in the high school, it looks like the movies. For the other 999 of us, it's not. It's just, it isn't.
1: No, so <laughs> don't kill it for I me. Mean, <laughs> sorry. I mean, it's
0: going to be super awesome. They're, yeah,
1: they're going to be fine. <laughs> my husband says the same. Yeah, thing. yeah. Because um, he's realistic. So, and I'm so not. But um, so, you know, he he recently started doing this thing. He'll like hold me and he'll try to pick me up, which he can pick me up because yeah. he's a big guy. And so he goes, I go, why are you so strong, Zeland? He goes, well, it is because I have puberty. <gasps> no. <laughs> and I go, I go, Zealand, it, it's not I have puberty. It's yeah. not like a disease. And then I went, huh. It kind of is a disease. Yeah. Just keep saying, Just say I that. have yeah. puberty. <laughs> so I guess I was going to, going with this because the upside about having a great husband who's a great father is yeah. through this whole process of going, okay, your turn. You yeah. do it. I don't know yeah. what to say to him. I don't right. know how to handle this. So not only is he, are we walking down this road of, you know, autism, but now puberty on top of autism. Right. And they don't really write books about that, right? Did like, you? <laughs> no, because you haven't started. I haven't about done to. it yet. Yeah, be, in about five years we'll get the next one you from know. you. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it, it is bizarre. It is bizarre. Yeah. How do you explain to somebody who's got this really black and white logical mind who is yet still not logical in any way mm. what it means? Where yeah. do babies come from? Right. And like how to explain that?
0: So, yeah. so talk to the parents. Somebody's listening—a mom or a dad—and like. In the last six months or in the last year, their child has been diagnosed with autism. And it feels like.
1: Like they're an island. Yeah. And it feels like um, like something died, but everything's still alive. I guess the thing that I would say is you're not an island. Go through the mourning period. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to feel, to feel sad. Mm-hmm. For an unknown future.
0: Yes, that is true for anybody. Mm -hmm. That is exactly right. That's beautiful.
1: We don't know what's going to happen with our kids because... And the thing about autism, every kid looks different. Yes, there's no pattern. There is no pattern. It's amazing to me. I'm thinking surely by now someone would have figured it out, but no, there is no pattern. So just know that your child is unique and God has given you the courage and the abilities, that you can't even see within yourself to harvest those gifts because that child has a gift. That child, I believe my Zeeland has a gift and he has a ministry. Mm. I don't know what that looks like yet, right? but God does yeah. because that's what I prayed for when he was in my belly and God heard my prayers. He's just answering it in the way that he wants to answer it. That's right. So for you, he's doing the same thing. Sometimes it hurts and it's okay to hurt. Mm-hmm. Be mad. It's okay to be mad, but you're going to have to get up and dust yourself off and you're going to have to fight for you, kid.
0: Yeah. Hey friends, just interrupted this conversation with Jackie to tell you about our friends over at Third Love. It is one of my new favorite things when you guys stop me in public and tell me... That you are wearing your 3rd Love bra. I think that's great. Listen, y'all know that I'm such a fan of what 3rd Love does. They offer more sizes of bras than any other company, including half sizes. More than 80 different sizes. And it's the perfect fitting bra. They use data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with size and shape in mind for the perfect fit and a premium feel. Just a reminder, it's so easy to figure out which one is right for you thanks to the Fit Finder quiz that you can take. You answer a few simple questions and find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. There are over 14 million women who've taken that quiz to date. It's actually fun and it takes less than a minute to complete. And shape matters when you're finding a good fit. And Third Love helps you identify your size and shape and find styles that fit your body perfectly. And I'll tell you, the comfort and the quality is incredible. It's the most comfortable bra you'll own. Straps that won't slip and tagless labels so there's no itching. Lightweight, super thin memory foam cups mold to your shape. 3rd Love knows there is a perfect bra for each of you gals out there. So right now they are offering, my friends, 15% off your first order. Just go to thirdlovecom slash sounds fun right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. Remember that's thirdlove.com slash sounds fun for 15% off today. And now back to my conversation with Chucky. I think about, I talk about sometimes that one of the things my counselor had me do a couple of years ago was we walked through like, Hey Annie, you need to actually mourn that you'll never be a wife or, no, or a mom in your twenties. You just won't be mathematically. It can't happen. Yeah. So you need to like, we need to go back to that and mourn an expectation that wasn't met. Mm. What did that look like for you as you were, I mean, it was the praying and the conversations at night. Mm. How do we mourn something that isn't a a
1: person that died? Well, reality is you mourn it like it's a person that hasn't died. It's like divorce. My parents divorced. Mm -hmm. It felt like a death in the family except everyone's still alive. How old were you? Uh, I was 19. Oh, my gosh. So like I actually have memories of them together. Yeah, of course. So it's like a death in the family except everyone's still alive. And there's all these other now moving pieces within the thing that don't actually combine. Right. So it is like a death in the family. How do you mourn that? You mourn it. There's no easy way of doing it. Yeah. There's no right way. Mm -hmm. It's up to you. And it's up to how you... um, how you experience stuff? Uh, if it, is it crying? Is it anger? Is it pretending it's not there? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not always wise, but right. Sometimes, but do you need like thirty minute break? Yeah, yeah <laughs> do you need to go to the movies? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it takes going and watching a rom com. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And forgetting about stuff. That's right. That morning, it's gonna happen. And like for you, I'm thinking about that. I'm going. Yeah, that is a morning. That's hard because you're thinking I had this plan, mm-hmm. and how many times. Do we have this plan and this story? Okay, this is what I say. So the book, this book yes, is for any- When God Rescripts Your Life, which God like res- says everything we <laughs> right. need to say. When God Rescripts Your Life. yeah. Well, I say that this is the book for anybody who's ever watched a movie more than once, just wishing and hoping for a different ending. Mm. So like for you, you had a picture as to yeah. what the ending would look like, right? Yeah. I did too. But we can't change the ending. So, the ultimate director has the say. The director of Titanic, he chose to... Leonardo DiCaprio was still going to go underwater. Right? She says, "I'll never let go. I'll never let go." As she and lets she go, does and right you, every time share you share the it, door, exactly. Rose? <laughs> Come on! I mean, log, even I'm not even a logical person. I'm right. like, there's surely enough space. <laughs> there was. There to there be was, fair, there was. There I know. was. But the director shows that this was the direction to go, yeah. okay? So our ultimate director shows that this was not the direction that he wanted you to go. Yeah. And sometimes sometimes a director has a path for us, but we're not listening or we're being disobedient. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it's about continuing to stay in obedience and walking the walk and asking what is your will? And not making a step or move until you hear, mm-hmm. until you feel a peace as to what that will is and mm-hmm. where, where that road what that road looks like and what and clarity clarity is really mm-hmm. important so like for you I'm thinking okay yes it's not the path that God had for you and it's okay to feel sad about it mm-hmm. and then you have to dust yourself off and you get back to. on the game yeah
0: and just keep so going so are you in the game I'm in the game girl mm. I'm doing the best I can who are you hanging out with <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, so I was like, his name is... Oh my gosh, can you imagine? And he just listens show, the podcast, he's you- like, is she joking right now? <laughs> what is she doing? No, it would be worse if
1: you go, his name is this, but we we were not dating yet.
0: Yeah, oh my gosh, but it's nothing, but I want everyone to know his name and find him on Instagram. You- oh, oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> I know. No, no. There is there is no one whose name sh- shall be named. We're not I, at I any level you. where I anyone should be I'm named. I'm winking
1: emoji all day long. <laughs>
0: Okay, so your faith life sounds, uh, there's a lot of mirroring of our faith lives that this was, Christianity was just a part of your life for as long as you've been a person. Yes. Did you have a meltdown anywhere in the middle? Did you have a time when you chose this for yourself um, faith-wise, or have you always felt
1: this sure of God? Oh, oh no, there there, there was definitely a a turning point for me. Okay. Um, Because yes, if you can be born a Christian, which is impossible. Right. I mean, I was a pastor's kid. Yeah. I grew up in the church. What uh, city did y'all grow up in? I was born in Houston, Texas, okay. and so I was raised in Houston, and then when we took off on the road, uh, we rented out our house. So my parents and I lived in the car, mm-hmm. and we went from church to church singing and singing. And then when I was 13 or 14, uh, the record company here in Nashville asked me to, they, they flew out to come see me sing. They brought a videotape back. They brought us up to Nashville, gave me a record deal. So we moved to Nashville when I was – well, I was 14, we moved to Nashville. So I've lived in Nashville for 25 years. Wow. Um, but, you know, I made some moves in between there as well. I lived in sure. Los Angeles. I lived in London because I was running away from everything. Ah, but, girl.
0: Yeah, yeah. I moved to Scotland. So you did, I moved <laughs> to
1: England. What year? What year? 2011. Okay. Mine was 2005. Oh, my God.
0: Were so funny! I went to go help plant a church, but I also really enjoyed the running.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was running away from from choices I'd made, mm. but the problem was I was still taking me with me.
0: Yeah, that's right. So here is what <laughs> you know. You, sometimes
1: you just you'd have to face it. Yes, that's just right. Just face the music. That's and right. Just uh, get over it. Yeah. And just go on. But that's right. That's a whole other, That's in the book. Yeah. But that's a long story. So what were we talking about? I was asking you when you fell apart with the Lord. Oh yes. So I think. Um, it probably wasn't until I was about nineteen that my relationship became kind of my own after uh-huh. my parents' divorce. Uh-huh. But I will say that I don't think that I was I was seeking diligently the way I should have been from the time I was nineteen to probably twenty six. Hmm. Because I think I was allowing so much, so much of life to interrupt my time with God. There was so much happening. Uh, it, there was a record coming out, a, a record, a record, a record, a book. I mean, not a book, um, a movie, a record, a record. It was like everything was happening so fast right. that I never actually slowed down to enjoy and spend time with an in intimacy with the Lord. Mm. So I think it came down to when I was about 26, just developing that intimacy. But I'm telling you, I feel like even today, in the past, month I'm on a totally new journey where God is oh, just wow. opening my eyes in another way Really It it's like coming in all these ways Yeah How come
0: what's why the last month he's just doing it. I don't know That's wow. the coolest thing it's crazy to me How did you know a new season how did you know
1: uh, Maybe it's because of like um Oh gosh okay
0: So we <laughs> you can say
1: Annie I don't want to answer that and no, we, can skip we can. In. <laughs> No it's fine Um so we've been going to a church for a long time and something I had always told God, I was like, I never want to be on staff at a church. Mm -hmm. I never want to lead worship at a church. I'm fine to, you know, step in and do that stuff every once in a while. Yeah, But I don't want, I don't really want that situation in my life. And wouldn't you know, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: after this many years, 39 years old, God, like kicking and screaming, God brought my husband and I and put us in position at a church.
0: Okay. And
1: so, but the thing is, leading up into that, God, um, I didn't realize, but God had been equipping me all that time, exactly for a time like this. And I didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how much he was actually just really working in me, working in my heart, working in my, giving me this extreme desire Mm -hmm. to really like dive into his understanding the word of God, Mm -hmm. Um, downloading apps to try and like compare different scriptures, what it says here. What does that mean to me? How does that pertain to me? Anyway, so... So that was over the pa- course of the past like few years. So then, yeah. so then recently, <sighs> kicking and screaming, we went on staff at a church. And I remember, <laughs> I was I was praying. I was on my knees. I was like yeah. literally, I'm on my couch, on my knees, going, God, I didn't want you to ever do this. I didn't want this. You, I've been telling you for a long time. I said, yeah. never put me in this situation, yeah. please, never, never, never. And it was like, all of a sudden, I felt this peace. Yeah. No, you're going to be okay. Hmm. I've been equipping you for this all this time. Wow. You just didn't realize it.
0: What's your role on staff?
1: Uh, creative directors.
0: Oh, of course.
1: I know, right. Do you want to tell us what church or do you not want to?
0: Oh, no, it's a, a, yeah. uh,
1: it's called Graceland Church. It's not a big
0: church. Yeah. It's a small church. But I know the sign. Yeah. I can totally
1: see the sign in my head.
0: Yeah. That's amazing.
1: Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's my husband's wheelhouse, Yeah, but I'm I'm going, you mean I have to, like, talk to people, like, all the time? Right. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> being be in community, like meetings. Yeah. And, community and meetings. <laughs> right. Like, I prefer just to stay in my house by myself, right. all by myself, right. and wait for my kids to come home, do laundry, make yes. dinner. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> and y'all are both coming on as creative directors. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Wow. So it's just been – it feels like there are always these kind of new seasons that God has been, yeah. like, uh, uh, continuously um, – equipping Mm -hmm. me for over just the past, my whole life, I guess. And I think he does that for all of us. It just looks differently for everyone. Do you still travel and sing? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I leave. Well, we just got back from Ireland, but that was not for singing. That was actually to go visit a special needs school out there.
0: My husband works
1: on the board for a foundation um, that, you know, they – They give uh, grants to different places. So because we have a special needs child, the president flew my husband and I out to go and take a look at the school. So we went out to Ireland, to Northern Ireland. Yeah. Near Belfast? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, It's outside of, I forget the little town. That's hard. Yeah. They they, they use a lot of letters. I love that place. They use a lot of letters. The letters do not sound like the word. Yeah, I know. (laughs) The letters don't even look like they should go together (laughs) in the same word. I know. It's like a D. And Have an you watched H and um, a U. Dairy Girls? By the way, on Netflix. It. No,
0: it's not rated PG, so you would want to not watch it in front of kids. They say right. the F word sometimes, but it is. It's all about Northern Ireland in the '90s. It's really interesting. Is it fun? So yeah, it's cute. It's like high school drama. So it's our age. It's high school drama in okay. our age, but it's in um, Northern Ireland. In Northern Ireland, yeah.
1: Oh my! Goodness.
0: I was, I watched it on with subtitles because I was like, I don't. <laughs> I can't no, can understand, understand
1: everything they're saying. That's how I felt over there. Yeah. I was like, listen, listen, to people talk, and yeah. I'm like. Are these (laughs) right? I don't understand what they're saying. And y'all just got back. We just got back Saturday, so girl, um, is impressive.
0: You look really good for having gotten back. We led worship Sunday morning at church. The Lord and I was going
1: okay, okay. (laughs) Coffee, coffee. Right. Um, The jet lag is so real. It's a real thing. But I'm okay. Trust me. So, um, so, but I did wake up at four this morning. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, And I never beat my kids awake, so that's always nice Uh, or bad. Um, so that, so then we went, we get to Ireland, but I do travel quite a bit. I'm going out like, um, next month, or actually no, this month I have, uh, four, I'm gone two weekends for mm-hmm. four different events. Okay. So it's just, you know, and I try to be careful not to travel too much because yeah. my kids are in school mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm super involved with their school. Mm-hmm. I've been room mom for my kids for like every year that mm-hmm. they've been in school. Mm-hmm. I was on the board at my kid's school. Mm-hmm. That's because I didn't have a normal upbringing, yeah. like I, I just am diving into this whole thing. Yes, even though I never went to school, like my right. my kids are further past me from in school than I ever went. Yes, so yes. I'm like I'm like living vicariously through them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, my kids are going to need therapy. <laughs> well, everyone does, right? So yeah. that means they're human,
0: so it's fine. Yeah. Um, that is, man, that is. I love that you still travel. Do you enjoy
1: it still? Oh, I do. I, I do, do too. I really like it. I enjoy it. I, I of course I miss home when yes. I'm at home. Yeah, I mean, there's no place. Are you at doing home. buses or vans or planes? Oh or? no, I do planes. planes sometimes yeah. we do have a sprinter van that sleeps five and it okay. has like you know an entertainment area. Yeah. So sometimes we do that, but people always ask, "Do you take the kids?" I go, "No, yeah, no friends." <laughs> no, I want I want the church building to still be on like standing and not be on fire because my kids egg each other on. They're yeah, boys. so yeah, they just They demolish everything. Yes. Who travels with you? Is your husband travel with you? Yeah, my husband is travels with us. Is he a tour manager or does he play? Uh, he plays guitar and he sings as well. So oh, okay. he has a solo EP as well. And so, oh, good. We'll link to Is it out right now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. This, it's we'll only on iTunes. It. Okay, great. But he is awesome. He's the yeah. lead singer for the band Salvador.
0: You oh, of course. Band? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then it. he's got a solo EP too. Okay. Yeah. So, so he'll try. Do you take a
1: road manager, I guess? Can you go? Uh, yes, we take a road manager who also is keyboard player. Yeah, great. So it's we keep we like run a tight ship yes, because yes. nowadays it's just really expensive to travel. Yes. And we gotta make sure that we're home when the we can't take every gig because we yes. gotta be home for when the kids come yeah. home from school. Yes.
0: Do you do speaking as well? And while um, you're singing. I bet it's like a one a
1: whole one stop shop at your show, isn't it? Uh, y- yeah, you speak, it is. you sing, you um, talk some, about it. yeah, yeah. Some, it, well, I'm doing, I haven't done much speaking, but the yeah. couple that I have done, it's yeah. you know, it's a couple songs, then speaking, yeah, and then a song, and then speaking, yes. So it's, it's you Great. know, it's unique, it's a little different, but it's, um. I think because, you know, the story is a little unique and it's not always what people expected. Yeah. So, and I think all stories are unique and they're never, ever what people expected. Yeah, that's right. But you probably have a a
0: different expectation on you when you show up somewhere than I do because for part of the crowd, they've never heard of me. For you, we've all heard of you. So we're like, oh yeah, I knew her when I was 14. And then you get up and tell your story and people are like, that was not what I expected.
1: Well, I'll put it to you this way, they don't expect for my shirt to be full of holes.
0: Let's talk about it. We both have on black t shirts and we both have holes right at in the, the belt buckles. <laughs> yeah. You said, I wish I had changed shirts and I said, Jackie, look at me. I, I know. the exact that same made hole in me in my shirt. So much
1: better. Because <laughs> my husband was like, You're gonna go change shirts. I yeah. like, right. I was like, Yeah. He goes, Well you're not gonna have time. I was like, Of course I'll have time. He's like, You're not gonna have time. I was like, And it's totally yeah. fine. Okay, so yours happens because
0: you lean up when you're washing dishes. Yes, when and I'm washing dishes the, on the um, button. button. And so they, it yeah. kind of wears it out and it just tears it after a while. I think that I think mine is my french tuck that I tuck in the front of my shirt a lot do and you? and I think it catches do you think I, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Because I I, never I promise did isn't from, from washing my dishes. I can tell you that times a thousand. Mine is not happening because I do not wash my dishes. Oh my goodness. I just <laughs> look down and I'm going, oh, one of my buttons is unbuttoned in oh, my pants. Now listen, that's real friendship. We're going to be just fine. I'm not worried about it at all. Um, when God rescripts your life, why, why was this the right time? I mean, I should have to imagine publishers have called you for decades and gone, Jackie, write a book. Jackie, write a book. Jackie, write a book.
1: Uh yes, I've had people ask me to write a book. But the reality is this, before now I don't think I really had anything to say. Really? Yeah. Um music spoke f- for me okay. and through me. But this, I actually had something to say mm-hmm. because I remember when Zeon was diagnosed with do- uh, being autistic and I also remember when I looked at my youngest what that meant for him. Mm. Because as the birth order goes, Zeeland at, at some point was going to have to be taken care of by his little brother.
0: Yeah.
1: So Soren was never going to have the opportunity to truly be a little brother. Right. It wasn't going to be Zeeland teaching brother how to pick up a chick. Right. It wasn't going to be Zeeland showing Soren how to shave. Right. It was going to be, it's going to be Soren showing Zeeland because mm. I already see it happening now. Yeah. Zeeland's walking through life. And doing something, Soren goes, Zeeland, stop doing that! You're embarrassing me. Stop, stop. Okay. So that birth order and his fifth grade or fourth grade. Soren's in fourth grade. Okay. So, so that that I that's a total shift in what I had expected. Yeah. So because of Z, with Zeeland's autism uh, diagnosis and what that meant for our family as a whole, not right. just not just me, not just Daddy. I'm talking little brother. Yes. It was like, because I felt like an island and because I felt like Soren was an island and daddy was an island, it was time to write a book because this is not the story that I would have, or that I was writing for myself. Yes. Um, This is not the story that Soren was writing for himself. But when you look through the Bible, how many people have this idea or this concept of what their life will look like? Hadasha, who became Esther, she was born an orphan. And adopted by her cousin, mm-hmm. and then trafficked, basically trafficked, <laughs> yes, and became the queen of Persia, speaking right. into the ear of the of the most powerful man, right? The pe- the man that could save her tribe, her people. Yes, this girl, her story was not supposed to look like this, mm-hmm. but God rewrote her story. Yeah. So the orphan girl became queen mm-hmm. of Persia. Mm-hmm. So in life. I'm getting goosebumps so I think yeah. of that. He's going to rewrite the story, the stories and the concepts we had. My rom-com life that I expected after watching so many movies and yeah. how teenage life was going to be yeah. wasn't the plan that God had in place. Yeah. It was to travel from church to church and from singing and singing, all that stuff, yeah. and record to record, when all I wanted was to go to school and go to prom and like yeah. be cool yeah. and like be one of the girls. Right. That wasn't what God had in store for me. So... Fast forward, now 39, this isn't the story that I had planned for my life, but this is the story that God wrote for me. So, so many times we um, feel so hurt by the story that is playing out in our lives. Sometimes those stories are by our own choices and with every choice there's a consequence, be mm-hmm. it good or bad. Mm-hmm. But sometimes those stories and that are, that are being written are actually what God has in store. And when he called us to be his followers, he didn't say, come follow me. It's going to be super easy. He said, come follow me and suffer with me. So sometimes it's the suffering that breaks us down and makes us more beautiful. Mm -hmm. So don't question the story that God is writing for you. Yeah, yeah. And it just is,
0: it seems so profound that you are writing from the middle. Like it's you're not writing when we're sixty, right? You're going like, hey, I, I, here's what's already changed about my script, and here's what I've
1: learned, so that as it continues so to change, far. yeah, that's right. Because at some point, my kid's going to be seventeen; he's going to want a girlfriend. Yeah, I haven't gone through that. I haven't walked down that road yet. Right. So that story hasn't been written. Yeah. But i but it's trying to stay in obedience and ask God for wisdom yeah. in all things, yeah. So we can navigate that road, yeah, and hopefully. The person that has a five-year-old right now at that point will be how, however old yeah. and they're going to start walking through that. Yeah. I can hopefully be there for them. Yes. And you know that you can learn so much from from other people's experiences and then, and then just kind of tailor it for your yes. experience. Yeah. That's right. Which is really helpful. Yeah. So it's funny to me. My kids are, you know, they were born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. So uh, the other day, uh, it was like the first day of school, my youngest comes home from school and he goes, mom, we have this boy in our class. His name is Josie. And I was like, you have a boy in your class? His name is Josie? Yeah. He goes, yeah, his name is Josie. I was like, what color is his skin? He goes, it's kind of brown. I said, his name is Jose, Soren. (laughs) And Soren's Hispanic as well. (laughs) And Soren is Hispanic. My kids have no idea that they're Hispanic. Yeah, like they have no concept yeah. of it. Yeah, like um, we go because Nick is Hispanic as well. Yeah, my husband's yeah. Mexican. Yeah, and so we go to Mexican restaurants, <laughs> and my kids go and they go. They ask the the you know the waiter the server they go, um, can we have some chicken fingers and pizza please? <laughs> and my my husband is over there going, you guys are a disgrace to me. Yeah, you are a disgrace. <laughs> um. Because my kids are country mouse. Like, we, yeah. have, t- we have 27 chickens. Yeah. 28. What? Oh, my yeah, gosh. She, are, uh, she made it through. So, 28 yeah. chickens. <laughs> um, 28 chickens. And so, my kids, um, you know, th- 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 we are country mouse. Yeah. We're basically country folk. Yeah. But except we're Hispanic. Right. Does that make sense? Right. Right. Okay. Of course.
0: Yeah. So, is there, I mean, right now in culture for Hispanics, it, there's it's scarier, it seems, than it's been historically. Does that feel true? Or is that just what I'm reading in the news? Like, based.
1: On like the shootings, like in El Paso and stuff like right. that. Right. I think that there's a lot of fear in those in like those border towns for Got sure. It. Okay. Like, for but on I, your day to day, I never feel it. But you okay. have to remember, um, my kids, and my husband, like we live in a in a county where everyone's primarily, you know, Caucasian. Yeah. And and they all we de- we we don't like blend in necessarily. Uh huh. But. We never feel different. Oh, that's good. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think, and this is going to probably be, sounds strange, but the, the darker your skin sometimes is where where the disconnect yeah. kind of falls. sure. So, like my husband is, he's much darker than I am. He's okay. about, you know, four shades darker than I am. And so there are times when he's not dressed up nicely that it'll seem kind of like, hmm, People might be treating him a little differently. Okay, but I don't. I've never been made to feel different. Yeah, does that sound yeah. weird? No, I, I I don't know. And my so I'm
0: just a I just believe yeah. you.
1: And my kids have no idea that they're Hispanic. Yeah, I mean he thinks the kid's name was Josie. <laughs> No, his See, I don't speak Spanish at home, I'm guessing. <laughs> no, well, and what's funny, I'm married to the only Mexican that doesn't speak Spanish. Yeah. I and speak Zealand Spanish. and Soren aren't very, like, Hispanic no. names, yeah. Oh, God, no. I mean, but their last name, Gonzalez, right, is. Right, right, <laughs> right. They are. They're, they're, they're Mexican, yeah, yeah. But they have no idea. So yeah. they, they just, like, they one day we were at my mom's house, and my mom's dog had run out. And Soren goes, yeah, I think the dog went down to the Mexicans' house. <laughs> and so my stepdad looked at him. He goes, Soren, you're Mexican. He goes, right. I am? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you're
0: like, children, I need you to know. <laughs> you guys, seriously. Is most of your church, is
1: it diverse or is it mostly white or what's great? It's mostly like? Caucasian. Yeah, yeah Grayson's yeah. almost Caucasian. Yeah. So it's um, we're probably bringing in that diversity somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and doing. a woman in leadership is doing it too. So you're you're hitting it in
0: two. You're checking off two boxes, sister. Woo, woo, thank you woo. very much. Maybe they won't turn my mic off. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. They'll let you. go. they will not turn your mic off. I've listened to your voice for 25 years they're turning your mic off. Okay, Jackie, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. For this is so fun. I feel like we could talk for another two and one half hours. Oh, for sure. If you ever want to come back, just know you are like so welcome here. And if there's anything I can do, well, I would love you. to.
1: So I just have to tell you. I've been staring at your eyeballs since yeah. I walked in. <laughs> you have such beautiful Thanks. eyes.
0: Yeah, I will take that because I didn't do very much to d- get them. The Lord just handed them to me. So thank you. <gasps>
1: They're so pretty. Oh, I lucky. hope they just tell
0: the truth, right? I hope. That is. That's I hope they the tell main, the thing. truth. Mangle, um, You're very kind. Okay, so the last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun. What sounds fun to you, Jackie Velasquez?
1: Oh, um, pedicures.
0: Mm-hmm it sounds fun? Tell me more. Pedicures. Do you Be- have a well, favorite?
1: Because I haven't had one in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at my toes, I really need one. But you just love them. I, I love them, but I don't. I don't get them. I think I, it's been like five years since I had my last pedicure. Why do you love them so much? Because I love them so much because it's, it has nothing to do with anybody else except for my toes. Yeah. But um but I don't get them very often because I feel guilty because it has nothing to do with anybody else but my toes. Yeah. There you go. It's the catch 22 <laughs> of yes, a pedicure. Right. Yes. Um, I feel guilty. Yeah. So um, what's the other? Oh, I love action adventure movies. <gasps> like uh, Superhero, Avenger, all that? Avengers Endgame recently. Oh, so good, right? I, it was so good. Um, just the other night I made my husband, when we got back from Ireland, it was like it's super early, and I was like, baby, let's just watch this. Let's try and finish it, because we can't go to bed at 6 p.m. Right. Um, <laughs> and so we tried to watch it. It's a super long film, but it's yep. worth it. Yes. It's worth it. So we, we didn't get to the very end, but I've seen it, because I saw it on the plane from Ireland twice. Uh-huh.
0: Um, Why do you love superhero movies? Um, I think it's
1: – actually, I don't know.
0: Okay, you just love them. That's fine. You don't have to have a reason to love the things. I should know if there was some
1: – I love an adrenaline rush. Yeah. I love – I love um, I love things happening that the world—it does, doesn't seem possible, but it does anyway. Right, I right. mean, it's like—I mean, seriously, Thor. Yeah, right. That's awesome, yeah, right? I like know. A hammer flies out of. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I just like those all that kind of stuff. Yeah, me too. Um, what's another thing? Oh, I love—I love good food. I lo- I'm a foodie. Okay. But I love to cook too. Oh wow! Okay. And I love tacos. Taco? Well, of course. Um, not just cause I'm Hispanic, right? No, no just cause you're I a person. Tacos. I'm We're a human all, being. Yeah. We are fish tacos,
0: fish tacos. Have you found good ones in Nashville?
1: No, no, no. That's no. like a Florida a or
0: California thing.
1: California. Yeah. It's the best fish tacos I've oh, ever had in my life.
0: Yes. In a certain place or just do you have like a spot? Um, should we send everybody?
1: I I don't remember what the place is called. I just know the area. It's kind of East L.A. Yeah, you hide that. You hide (laughs) that. I don't know what it's called. It's it's Uh, great. Best fish tacos ever. Um, All right. Well, thanks for being on the show, friend.
0: I'm so (laughs) grateful for you. (laughs) Friends, don't you love her? Oh, my gracious. She's just every bit as great as I wanted her to be. She's just, I just was thrilled the whole time, start to finish so smart so lovely so thoughtful I just really really enjoyed this conversation I hope you did too make sure you give Jackie a follow on Instagram Twitter everywhere she is and tell her thanks for being on the show how much it meant to you and make sure you grab a copy of her new book When God Rescripts Your Life if you need anything else from me I'm embarrassingly easy to find Annie F Downs F as in fan because I am such a fan of hers Annie F Downs on Instagram Twitter Facebook wherever you need me that's how you can find me And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. And we'll see you back here on Monday with a pod favorite, one of my favorites, John Mark Comer. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.